Hey everybody, Chris Harry with you on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. On this week's episode, Lights Out Sean Merriman shares his thoughts on Sunday's wildcard win in Baltimore and what the Chargers need to do to come away victorious against Tom Brady and the Pats. But first, my conversation with safety Rayshon Jenkins. We discuss the defense's performance against the Ravens and the energy that the secondary brings to this Chargers team. All right, welcome to episode 18 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Very pleased to be joined by safety Ray Sean Jenkins. Just a couple of days after the Chargers beat the Ravens 23-17 in the AFC wildcard round. Ray Sean, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing very well. Um, I tell you what, Sunday was wild. Through three and a half quarters, probably one of the most dominating defensive performances that we've seen in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was something. It, it's just how we practice. Uh, we went throughout the entire week of uh, uh, practicing like that. You know, there's a standard to the practice. So when you get into the game, it's easier. So uh, our, our defense really, really holds ourselves to uh, that type of standard. I've, I've heard that. I think Mike Davis said that a couple of weeks ago. Gus mm-hmm preaches like, hey, we make the practices harder so the games are easier, right? Exactly. So uh, we, we really do appreciate the coaches, and I appreciate my teammates for just uh, pushing me and uh, just ourselves and really not taking this thing for granted. No doubt. And I think a lot of fans, I think a lot of people were surprised when you guys get on the field. Uh-huh. We got seven defensive backs all on the field at the same time. To explain how that helped you guys really bottle up Lamar Jackson and just this whole running game. Well, we felt like Lamar was someone who could uh, uh, be really effective in the play action game yeah. right? because he's so effective on the ground. So if we would have had our linebackers out there, not saying they couldn't get the job done, but we were, we would rather have speed out there just in case someone bit too far up on the run. They, sure. they were able to get back and pass coverage. So that, that kind of helped us in that aspect there. And um, we needed guys that can really run with Lamar sideline to sideline. No doubt. So. The physicality too of you guys. I mean, you were mm-hmm. you were a strong safety coming into this game. The versatility that you've kind of shown through your first two years as a Charger is that just the fact that you know there's so many kind of positionless guys. Is like, hey, you can play free safety, you can play strong safety. We're, we're going to count on you, Rayshon, to play both. Right, and, I, and and like I said, I thank my coaches for that because um, they they trust me enough to to kind of put me in those situations in those positions. Like uh, I had never. I I would have never thought I would be playing nickel in in the NFL. Really? Yeah. yeah. I just never even that never even came to my mind. But sure sure enough, last week I was a starting nickel out there. So uh, that that was just kind of those experiences like that are, are are fun, and it's just good to know that you have uh, coaches that trust you. Yeah. Speaking of the trust, I say it's got to make you feel good because you you started the last two games. That game against Denver, that could have been for home field mm-hmm. potentially, and now you know we know that the the Chiefs beat the Raiders. But mm-hmm. um, to play ninety eight percent of the snaps on defense, fifteen more on special teams. Uh-huh. You've been you've been a beast on special teams all year. Thank you. It's, it's got to make you feel good just to say, hey, the coaches have a great belief in me for when it counts the most. Oh yeah, because I mean that's something uh, every player should should kind of strive for is gaining that sh- trust from your peers and your coaches. Um, your peers too, just as important. Uh, oh, just as just as important. Um, um, you always want to prove that you you belong out there, and uh, and I, I think, you know, I, I put my best foot forward, and uh, I, I feel like the coaches have seen that, and I appreciate that. Guys like 
you know, we, we talk about Desmond and Derwin and Adrian all get to the all pro team. Uh-huh. But there's other guys like Casey mm-hmm. and, and Jaleel. Just great if you, players. If you could just dis- discuss the dynamic in the DB's room, the Jack boys, man, it, it seems like you guys do. You bring the energy, uh-huh. which you learn from each other, and um, you're, you guys are always looking out for each other. Exactly, and that's the main thing. We're looking out for each other. We're, we're more like a, it, it's a brotherhood. Factor. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really just brothers. Like, if you're in our room, dude, we treat you like anybody else, man. It, it's it's comfortable in our room, um, but at the same time, there's accountability in our room. We're not afraid of confrontation. We're not afraid to correct. Uh, each other if if we feel like you know uh this guy is slacking in in this area yeah so um that, that that's a big thing I, I feel like we we were all kind of in each other's face type yeah of guys. but but in a, in a healthy way in a but way in a, it's exactly it's a very healthy relationship and, yeah. and it's understood because accountability yeah it's one thing to have your coaches on you and telling you what to do, but to have your teammates, um, that just makes you better. Oh, yeah, because those are the guys you're actually on the field with. Yeah, and so, they know they can count on you. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. So uh, that's why, like I said earlier, it's it's good to kind of gain that trust from your peers as well. Yeah. You worked out this offseason. I remember you talking at training camp, how you worked out with Jaleel. Mm-hmm. Um, discuss how, how that came to be from, from year one to year two in an effort to just to elevate your game. Uh, so Jaleel, um, my first year, uh, you know, he's from Tampa. I'm from St. Yeah. Pete, so that's what. like yeah, a lot of Florida guys yeah, in that so, secondary, So right? it's like 20 minutes away from each other. But he was like, hey, after the season, just come come train with me and and um, let's just see how it goes, right? And so I, I'm, I'm, I was supposed to be in Florida, but – I ended up staying out here with Jaleel, and I loved it. And that's kind of where we, our relationship kind of built from there, you know. And yeah. then same with, like, Casey. Uh, I have, you know, you're going to have a relationship with different guys on the team, you know. It's just, um, like, Casey, He he's like another guy. He he really holds me accountable, to, to especially on the field. Yeah. Like, even, a, um, I'll give you an example. I'm coming in last week. I was I saw a guy like wiggling his head and I was about to just crush it, crush it. <laughs> he was like, "Hey!" He kind of like grabbed me in the middle of the play and he was like, "Hey, smart, 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 be like, smart." I was like, "You're right, you're right, you're right." <laughs> so it, it, it's just little things like that. Uh, like AP, he's like a coach on the field. Like literally, he's a coach on the field. He is. I, AP was on the podcast last week. We talked about this exactly. So literally, he. So you you know. So he, I literally look at him and Jaleel and Casey, you know, if I ever feel like, um, you know, I, I kind of need, you know, that extra motivation. And they, they can kind of do the same for me, too. Yeah, so. that's cool. And yeah, uh, AP was talking about just like just watching film with Derwin. And mm-hmm. he, he sees Derwin make a play on the field. And he's like, hey, we watched that on film. You know, so it's like, like I said, it's, it, it goes down to just not only you guys holding yourself accountable, but, but mm-hmm. also talk to Coach Milas and, and right. you know, the, the bond that you guys have, the energy that you guys bring, Sean, it really mm-hmm. does seem to kind of permeate throughout the entire team. Right, and we have a saying. It's as we go, the team goes. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's we try to like make that as as relevant as, as it can be. Um, um, so that's why we always try to have we always try to have that juice or energy on yeah. the field because you don't want to look at a guy and he's like dead of life and you're like, oh man, I don't really want to go in the field with this guy, you know? Yeah. So we kind of like, yo, match our energy, match our energy. It's infectious though. It, it, I'll give you an example. 
I've never seen Philip Rivers do the first down sign like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you exactly. know what I mean? But, but the fact that through three and a half quarters, Lamar Jackson had minus two passing guys. You guys bottled up that defense. I, I, I felt that the defense really set the tone mm-hmm. for even the offense because, listen, that Ravens defense is really good. Oh, number one defense in the NFL. And, and you know what? Sometimes statistically, you, statistically, and yeah. you guys have to pick each other up. Sometimes, sometimes when when you're playing a, a punishing defense like Baltimore, it's on you guys even more to make sure Lamar Jackson and company don't get in the end zone, and that's what you did. Exactly, uh, and then like you just like you said before, um, with, with Philip getting up and kind of doing the first down side, <laughs> it, 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 it's fun to see, especially the older guys. You know, kind of having fun with us. They it's, are. It's it just, is. I've seen Phil get in the picture. Yeah, it's Phil fun. gets in the picture it, sometimes. It's literally fun because it's just <laughs> like a cultural shock. It's just you know uh, the older guys can come with the younger guys and we can still make this thing fun. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's kind of cool. That's cool. Well, hey, let's go back to to just just growing up because you play football, but you play quarterback. Right. You played running back. You oh, played wide receiver. You played everything, man. How did you decide on DB? So, uh, funny story. I actually went to the University of Miami to be a dual, uh, play dual positions. Okay. So, which was slot receiver and um, safety. Yeah. So, um, in high school, I had never played defense. I, may, I, I maybe think I played defense a total of 20 plays. That's it? 20 plays in four years. So yeah. did you? So was quarterback your main position? Um, no. Okay. It, you, my main position was running back. Okay. Actually, yeah. uh, but I was I'm just a taller guy, so I'm like, uh, maybe I kind of need to uh, figure out something else too. Yeah, right, right. But I mean, I was I, I feel like I was a really good running back. Um, but I feel like DB definitely was was my was my first love. I just didn't know it yet until I, like I said, I was uh went to Miami as a dual position guy. I was supposed to play receiver in um safety and then one of our safeties got kicked off the team and then which actually uh forced me to actually be full-time safety and then learn the position right almost kind of on the fly because i mean when you have 20 20 snaps in high school that's not mm-hmm. a lot exactly so it was just like something i i like fell in love with and i'm like oh, i don't i don't want to play offense anymore well, so I, I wanted to ask you just what was it about the you that i mean i know you're a florida guy mm-hmm. but i mean miami you think of you know, we were just talking about Sean Taylor and Ed right. Reed, just the, the legacy of the safety position. But knowing that you you ne- didn't necessarily go into Miami as mm-hmm. a safety, like what what kind of gravitated you to the University of Miami? So I, I'll be I'll be completely honest. I was a um, I wanted to go to Oklahoma. That, oh, did that, you really? Yeah, that was my like dream school. I had Sooners. I hadn't had a the only I only had offers from every school in the state for track. For football, okay. I had one offer. State champion hurdles and hurdles, yeah. right? Yeah, so that, that I was a track guy too, but football was, uh, I'll be completely honest, It. I really didn't know the history behind the U until I got there. Okay. And then that's what really made me really fall in love with it more. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, they, they have some serious history here. I mean, we're talking about Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, Ray Lewis, You're right. Clinton Portis, Willis McGee, I mean, Edwin James. Frank Gore, Edron James. Jimmy Graham, it goes on. And it's just, to be a part of something like that is just, uh, I wanted to, I wanted it to be, you know, special. I'm, I was there, so why not make it be special? So, oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, um, that love I have for the U, that, that, that is something I can't, that, Kind of came like after I stepped step foot on campus. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. So, what gravitated you towards Oklahoma? 
Oklahoma, I always was a Bob Stoops guy. I, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know why. I just really like Oklahoma. It was just – they were – back when I was young, that was the team who was really, like, on top of everything, like the Alabama of now. Yeah, you know? um, yeah, yeah. Right, so uh, you had guys like uh, I think Murray was there, the running back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I Mark used to Murray. like, yeah, exactly. I used to watch those guys playing stuff, and I just that was just a team I really liked. You had another teammate that's here now, right? Michael Badgley was a teammate of yours yep. in Miami, right? Yeah, two years, two that's years. That's crazy. So, did you know that he had it like this? Oh, a hundred percent. That's hundred <laughs> percent. When he came in, I'm like, Coach Stu, we got our guy, we got our guy. So, uh, and um. You know, when when Badge came in for the uh, tryout, I remember that specific day. We were just chopping it up and like Badge, yo, if you can, you know, if you can come here and do what you need to do, then hey, you'll be here for a while, for a while. So how, how clutch was he on Sunday? Do you oh, give, do you oh. five field goals in, in that in that stadium when threes were at a premium right there because mm-hmm. it was it was three and D. That's all it was. All That's game. all it was. And like you said, uh, he was amazing Sunday. Like literally, I was like. I'm, I was watching him. I'm watching him. I'm looking at his eyes. I'm looking in his eyes, and he's just completely locked in. It's just like he's he's flowing. You can you can just tell when a guy is just in that just in, in his uh, on his game. So, yeah, uh, I, I felt like he did a great job. All right, Rayshon, it doesn't get any easier, but but for you guys, mm-hmm. you've been doing it all year. You're nine and zero when you get on an airplane. This is probably the biggest one yet. New England Patriots, Tom mm-hmm. Brady. But I imagine nothing really changes in terms of preparation. We were just talking about how practices are, are what they are right. for a reason. Um, and, and this is just another business week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, in a way. Uh, I, I would I would probably sit, be sitting here lying if I said this is another game. It's not just another game. Right. I, it's You want to treat it like... You want to approach it the same way because if, you, if you're not, then... You, you were cheating us for the past 16 weeks exactly past 17 weeks 100% right but at the same time you're right you gotta recognize that the moment is bigger the stakes are higher exactly so it's it's winner go home so you truly 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 have to be locked in on every aspect physically mentally and emotionally your, your emotions can get the best of you too so mm. with with this team and like I said you played on the team last year and and all, all your teams at the U, a lot of talent. Uh, what makes this team special? Just not not just the players, but but the coaches and just this building. Man, it's it's just like it's literally just like family. It's not even like coming to work. Yeah, it's like you coming home or something. Like it's, it's literally like okay, I get to go chill with my guys today. It's like when you wake up, you actually want to go to work. You want to go to work. Yeah, literally, you want to go to work because it's a fun environment to be in. The coaches make sure they create that environment, a fun environment. It's not stressful. You know, it, 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 people come in here want to learn, you know, um, of course you don't get comfortable, you know, you never get comfortable, but uh, uh, I feel like the coaches have done a really good job of kind of keeping our minds at ease and kind of focused on the big picture here. Yeah, yeah, they do a heck of a job here. And for you, it's your second year in Los Angeles, just living here, what do you, what do you like about LA? LA, I'm definitely, I definitely love the weather. The weather <laughs> is 100%, nothing beats this. I'm from Florida and... It gets it gets a little humid in Florida. Oh, right? it, it's 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 good weather. No, it Florida. is. It is. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. Well, here you except can beat for it. here. <laughs> <laughs> except here, but uh, I would definitely say the weather uh, and the food. I like the food. I heard. Yeah, they get some good food. What yeah. you, what, what's your uh, what's your go to? Um, I'm a Mexican guy, so I like the Mexican food. Um, I like uh, the I like Asian food, Thai. So there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of different neighborhoods. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a here. bunch of food here. So I, I mean, 
is your pick. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. Yeah. Finally, I want to get you out of here on this because mm-hmm. something I noticed, man, just you guys in the community. Like I, I saw you at that Halloween thing with the pediatric oh, cancer yeah. uh, families. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because it's it goes way beyond football, especially with a lot of these guys. Right. I don't know if you could just touch on just what it means to you to, to kind of be a part of this community and also give back. That, 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 it's very big to me. Um, I feel, like when I was younger, uh, we didn't really have anyone to to kind of come back to the city to give back or anything yeah. like that. So it was like these guys living these dreams that we want to someday live, but we don't really know how to kind of get there because I mean they don't come back. Not saying that it's their, it's their fault. It's just they, they don't they don't know, but they don't come back and uh, kind of show us or guide us the way or even. They're not even there physically to even show us, like, okay, I'm here. Like, I came from this situation. So I like to kind of just go back to the same similar situation I grew up in. Yeah. You know, being an inner city kid and everything uh, and kind of showing these guys, hey, I came from here. Hey, I'm here. I'm physically here. I'm here. You know, um, so, I mean, you you can go – you can take the same – well, not take the same route because everybody's route is different. But, you know, if you have goals and aspirations to do what I did, then, hey, do that. If you have goals and aspirations to do something else, do that. It's just people limit themselves. And I feel like uh, 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 guys in – like in our positions, the NFL, like these big public figures. You guys have a platform that you can really use for good. Exactly. So I feel like we need to – kind of do that more especially with our youth mm. it, it that's it's the one of the most important things man mm-hmm. and you guys have done it i've seen this entire team do it from the beginning of the season to now so Rachel, i can't thank you enough for your time man congratulations like i said big spot on sunday and you guys delivered and, and we're hoping to see more of it in foxborough thank you appreciate it all right before we get to sean merriman on the backstage chargers podcast presented by toyota Want to tell you about a rare chance for you and a guest to join the Chargers on the field before kickoff. You get two tickets to a game and a special VIP meet and greet with NFL analysts Matt Money-Smith and Daniel Jeremiah. Enter for the chance to win the backstage Chargers prize pack by going to chargers.com slash win for rules and details. No purchase necessary. It's open to Southern California area residents 18 and over. This ends this Thursday, January 10th, 2019. Again, go to chargers.com slash win for rules and details. All right, now joined by Sean Merriman here on Backstage Chargers. And Sean is one of the most dominating defenders in this franchise's history. I know you were smiling on Sunday watching that performance in Baltimore. I was, man, um, you know, for, for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, it brought back some good memories and how dominant we were. But also, I'm just happy for that group and, and, and how those guys just stuck together the whole entire season. Um, and, and it was dominant across the board. You know, we, we, you know, some of those guys had the best game um, of their career, not even just of the season, of their career, and that was the best time to have it. Yeah, and the, the thing about the game plan is you get seven defensive backs rolling out there for all but one play of the game. What were you thinking when you saw the Chargers come out with four safeties in, in three corners to start the game? You know, I just felt they, they felt confident. Um, you know, that they can get it done with the guys up front. Uh, and that's what happened. Uh, you know, Bosa and Ingram and, you know, uh, Nuosu the tour, you know, at the end of the game, those guys just stepped up, man, um, up front and applied pressure 24-7. Um, and when you can do that, it puts a lot of fear. It puts a lot of uh, doubt in an offense head because now uh, 
they know they can come out and play you across the board, and they don't have to do anything special in order to get the win. I have to ask you about Phillips' first down sign, man. I think that was just like the cherry on top to Sunday, just the fact that these guys – I just talked to Rayshon Jenkins, and we are talking about how the, the secondary kind of brings the energy for the rest of the team, and that was a great example of it. When Phillip runs for nine yards, gives the gives the sideline a little bit of a look, and then does the first down side. You know what, man? That's, that's why I love Phillip. I think that's why the, the team loves Phillip, the fans love Phillip. Um, you know, he's just one of those guys that can get you going. You know, he, he'll always find ways to motivate you and get you going. Um you know, and, and find a way to be part of, of the team by, by getting everybody excited, right? Because I'm sitting at home and I'm watching that and I'm saying, if he if he does the thing that Keenan Allen does with the first down, if he does it, <laughs> I'm going to run around the living room, right? Because I know Phillip is, you know, I know once he get into it, it's not even he's joking around. He's just enthusiastic. He's really, he's just in the game and he's in the moment. You know, he's not doing anything purposely. And when he feels it, he feels it. And, I was, and he paused. And for two seconds, I said, you know what? If he does it, if he does it, I'm going to run around the living room, right? And I sure did. I ran around the living room screaming. And then, uh, you know, the charges, you guys had posted on IG, the split screen of Keenan Allen. Oh, it's hilarious. And the same thing, the same thing that Keenan did, I was doing in the living room, right? So, um, you know, for, for me, it was, it was a good time. It's just um, it's a good time for the team, and, and, and they should take it all in. Right, take it all in and and, and be, um, you know, accept the fact that they work hard this season. They have a right to celebrate, but now it's on to the next one. In all seriousness, though, things like that that makes you want to play even harder, doesn't it, Sean? Because I mean, you're saying you're running around your house. Imagine the guys on the sidelines when when they see their leader just uh, just kind of feed off the energy that the defense brought the entire game. It just makes you want to play that much harder. I imagine. Yeah, no doubt about it. Right, because uh, you know, you see a guy that emotional and that that uh, passionate about what he's doing and what he's doing for the team, and not to mention, I mean, it was a, a long run by Philip. Right, we don't see that too often. Uh, <laughs> so when that happens, that one hundred percent needs to be celebrated. Hey, we we talk about this team picking each other up, special teams. I don't know what you could say about the kicker Michael Badgley, but in a in a spot against a, a very tough Ravens defense you need your kicker to step up and he certainly did five of five his presence has really further changed the the complexion of this season Sean you know he makes everyone else feel confident um you know if you go out there and you look at the guys and the confidence that, that he has they have in him when he coming off the field uh, when he's going up there his body language always screams I'm confident and I'm going to go out there and get this thing done and that helps both sides of the ball because you're not out sweating bullets, right? You're not out sweating bullets to see if your kicker's going to go out and do his job, right? Because it's, it's about him being able to go out there and do his job first and foremost. If he can do his job, it makes everyone else's life a little bit easier because those those things are going to have to be done in order for you to win in the playoffs and and, and, uh, and get to the next level. You know, you have to – some, some games – I mean, look, they played the best defense in the National Football League. You're going to have to kick some field goals in order to win – and you're going to have to punch one in to seal the deal. They did that. And now it's on to the next round, and the Patriots are on deck. Your initial thoughts on the matchup here, Sean? Well, it's, it's the Patriots, right? I mean, the rivalry speaks for itself. But more importantly, um, they have so much experience in being in this position more than anybody else in the National Football League. And, you know, I made some comments earlier about them not being the same team that they once were. They're not. 
Um, they don't have some of the playmaking abilities. They don't have some of the personnel that they used to have. But one thing they've always had, they've had for a long time, is experience. Uh, they know how to win in critical situations. They know how to uh, capitalize off of your mistakes. So one thing they always always have more than anyone else is experience being in this situation. But being being said that, this is a, uh, a very confident Chargers team that I don't think most people have seen in a very, very long time, if ever. You know, if ever, because they're so balanced, they can do so many things, and this team is not afraid to go on the road and play. They're not, you know, there's no such thing as we have to be road warriors. This is the part of these guys' DNA. So if you go in there and you, uh, you know, you have this mentality that you just, it's just another game. We got to go out and win. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing different that you have to do. You don't have to, you know, put any extra emphasis on it, on this game because that's that's the makeup. That's who you got, who you guys been on the whole entire season. Yeah, that's that's a great point, and, and it's strength versus strength here, Sean, because you got a a team that's eight zero at home versus a team that's nine and zero when they get on a plane. And for the Patriots, I don't care if he's forty one, thirty one, or twenty one. Tom Brady makes it all go. What does this Chargers defense need to do just to get to Brady? Well, for one, you uh, you can't give up any big plays. Um, you know, everybody has to do their job and don't do anything more than that. Because they look for you to get out of position. They look for you to take an extra gap when you don't have to be there or rush a pass lane when you should be somewhere else or try to jump a pass when you shouldn't be there. They capitalize, or, or, or more importantly, penalties. You know, you get a pass interference, you know, Tom Brady knows exactly when to throw the ball up in order for you to get a pass interference or some kind of penalty, which gives them a first down and another opportunity. You have to control the things you can control. You do that, you can go out and smother this team and get a win. In the front four, I just want to read you Melvin Ingram's stat line from Sunday. Seven tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. I think he was probably the best player on the field. If he shows up along with number 99, if they can get pressure with four, that goes a long way towards getting the win, Sean. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and, and, and to add a little bit on top of that, um, you know, he stepped up in a big way. Uh, I always say this. If you want to be remembered as a great defensive player, you have those type of games in those type of situations, and that's how you go down as being remembered as, as one of the best to play the game or one of the best to play in your position. Uh, and and I, this is not anything that I haven't seen uh, from Melvin Ingram a long time ago. You know, I've seen that and I was talking about it. I said, you know, he's, he's destined to do this. Is once, once he finds a way to keep that switch on, we, this is not going to be flashed anymore. This is this is him, Melvin Ingram, going forward because now he's turning that switch on and keeping it on. He goes and and, and does anything close to that this game, and, and Bosa and Joey Bosa steps up. And and don't get me wrong, Bosa might not have showed up as much in the stat line, but he was in Lamar Jackson's face all the time. He was going scraping down the line of scrimmage where they couldn't run the ball. He was holding a point of attack. Those things matter when you're playing in those crucial uh, type of games. That's a great point. And also, seven sacks on Lamar Jackson coming from six different guys. And we deservedly so. We talk about Bosa. We talk about Ingram probably more than anybody. But the year that a guy like Isaac Rochelle's having, and then the rookie, Uchenna Nuosu, to do what he did at the end of the game, getting that ball out of Jackson's hands, kind of that, that fumble sack, that really sealed it. You know, I was for, for about a quarter and a half towards the end of the game. 
I was calling for Nwosu, right? I was I, in my head. I was saying, "Man, where's where's the rook at? Man, he needs to show up, right? He needs to show up. So he needs to make a big play because at that time it needs it needs to be someone else that the Ravens don't necessarily expect to make a big play, and because they know the Bosa is going to go out there, they know Ingles going to make a big play, and Nwosu showed up at the time that he needs to because he can go out and make those type of plays. He's another one, you know, going down the road that. When he finds a way to turn on, he and he starts to feel comfortable because that's going to be his biggest thing is play, getting into a role where he feels comfortable. Where those plays aren't flashes of of impact plays; those are going to be normal plays for him. Shaw, finally, twelve years ago, you played in this exact game in the divisional round against the Patriots. The Chargers fell to the Patriots 24-21. As someone who's around this team all the time, man, I, I see you at all the games. Um, you've been nothing but gracious with your time with me on the podcast and, and everything around the Chargers community. What does this game mean to you personally? It means a lot. Um, you know, for one, it, the last time I played, it wasn't, wasn't a great memory of mine. Um, you know, we went in there, we had a bunch of guys that were hurt, that was banged up, and uh, went up, went in there and sucked it up and found a way just to go out there and play because we knew the magnitude of the game. Uh, but more importantly, um, this current Chargers team has been overshadowed. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, not only a supporter of the organization, but I'm, I'm a supporter of the players because I believe that Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa is the, the best tandem pass rushing core in the National Football League. They're not talked about as much along with the team. I believe that this is the best and most balanced Chargers team and has been this entire season, and no one's really talked about them. And, you know, for me to go out, and I'm just talking football, right, you always get this thing where you're a homer, you're a homer, you're a homer. But when you're just talking, because so, I'm a football fan as well, I want to talk about great players in the game, just like I would talk about great players on the other team. But when you decide to not talk about these guys and overshadow them, you don't want to bring Phillip in in the best quarterback talk. When we're just talking about great quarterback, that gets under my skin because you're, you're not giving the love and you're not giving the respect that these guys work for. That's a completely different thing than being a homer. Um, so I want them to go out there and get a victory for more than one reason. But more importantly, these guys deserve it. Sean, lightsoutbrand.com. I have to tell you a story. I was I was in Baltimore on Saturday, and we were doing our Chargers live show on, on Facebook. And our producer, Brian, Brian Georgeson, had his Lights Out Brand t-shirt. And then the next day, I see that you have a, a promo code. You put in the promo code PLAYOFFS. You get 50% off site-wide, lightsoutbrand.com. So that's something you got to do before Sunday, right? Yeah, man, it's still going right now. I'll have it going for the rest of the week leading up to there. We're almost running out of product, man. This is uh, this has been the biggest traffic and the most traffic and sales we've had on the, the website um, up until this point. Also, the, the product is new. We have, have the new hoodies. Uh, we have the new long sleeves uh, right now that's just cranking. And uh, I think that everyone is excited. Um, I'm excited as, as well as the fans and the people that, that's watching the game. I'm, I'm excited just as a football fan, right? You're going into this, you're seeing two great quarterbacks go at it. Uh, how, however many times they've gone at it over, the, over their careers, and I, you know, since I've been there, this is just a great time for football. And you want to see, you want to see a great game. Well, Sean, man, you have been awesome all year long on the podcast. We hope to keep this thing rolling here for a few more weeks. Uh, enjoy the game on Sunday, and, and we'll talk real soon. You got it, brother. Thank you. And that'll do it for episode 18 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. My thanks to Sean Merriman and Sean Jenkins for joining me. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. 
Now, this is a new podcast this season, so we need your help to move this up the charts on Apple Podcasts by giving us a rating and review. Please help spread the word. Also, a reminder to be on the lookout for an all-new Chargers Weekly this Thursday. We'll get you ready for Sunday's divisional round against the Patriots. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week.